Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Psalm 31, 31st division of the book of Psalms tonight. I'm going to look at several verses in the psalm before I get done, but I'm only going to read one verse to start with, Psalm 31. I want you to stand with me. We're going to have a word of prayer. Then I'll let you sit down because I want to talk about the verses as I read them tonight. I want you to keep your Bible open. I'm coming back. I'm going to leave this in a minute, but I'll be back to it. I want you to follow me as I go tonight. And, uh, and don't judge me till I get done preaching. Because when I announce my text, what I'm going to preach on, y'all going to look at me strange. And I'm looking at me strange already. But uh, <laughs> I believe the Lord wants me to speak on this subject tonight. Our Heavenly Father, I pray you'll help us tonight. Lord, I thought long and hard about the uh, service tonight and the thought what to preach on. Lord, last night and yesterday afternoon when I was studying, you so burnt these thoughts in my heart. During the night last night, I would wake up during the night and I'd think about this text. I thought about this text that you put on our heart for tonight. Lord, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone preach on it, but I know it's a very needy subject. I realize it fits right with what the pastor's been preaching on Wednesday night. Lord, I'm not here just to try to line up what he's doing. I'm here to do the will of God tonight, but I'm amazed how you put things together. And I pray the Spirit of God will take the Word of God and work in our hearts tonight. I pray you'll anoint us with the power of God, blind my eyes and my mind and my ears to that that would hinder me from preaching tonight. Give me spiritual eyes to see with and a spiritual mind to think with. I plead the blood of Christ over the message tonight and help us and help everybody tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sending you to be seated. Notice in Psalm 31, and I'm going to read some other places along with this verse. The Bible says in Psalm 31 and verse number 12, I am forgotten as a dead man out of mine. I am like a broken vessel. There's a statement in that verse I want you to zero in on tonight. If you're marking your Bible, I want you to underline this statement. I'm forgotten as a dead man. Here's what I want you to underline. Out of mine. Out of mine. Take your Bible and turn with me please in the gospel of John chapter 10 just a second. John chapter 10, notice this verse. John 10, hang on to that statement, out of mine. John chapter 10, look at verse number 20. And many of them said, He hath a devil, and he is mad. Why hear ye him? I'd like for you to underline one word in that verse. Notice the verse again. And many of them said, He hath a devil, and is, what's the next word? I want you to underline that word mad. That word mad is the very same word as our word maniac. I'm not changing the Bible. I'm just telling you what it means tonight. It's the same word. If you look the Greek word up, it's the same word. In our English, it's the word maniac. They're saying to our Lord, you're crazy. You're a maniac. Notice again, if you will, in uh, Acts chapter number 12. In Acts chapter number 12, the apostle Peter's been thrown in jail. And uh, they're getting ready to kill him. 
But the Bible said there was prayer made down the house of God for him. And because of prayer that was made for him, an angel come down, smote him on the side, woke him up. You know the story. His chains fell off. And he goes walking out of the prison. Angel goes his way. Peter goes down to the house of God or down to John Mark's house actually and knocks on the door. They've been there praying for him. And this little damsel, little lady named Rhodia come to the door. Look at this verse. Acts chapter 12, look what she says in verse 15. And they said unto her, Peter has knocked on the door after getting out of jail and she goes to the door and she sees who's there. Look at the response in verse 15. And they said unto her, Thou what? Help me. Man, it's the same word. You know what they're saying to her? You've lost your mind. You're crazy. You've lost your mind. Peter's in jail. They prayed him out of jail and didn't even believe it. Notice one more place with me and I'll get to my text. Look in Acts 26 with me tonight. In Acts chapter 26, watch this verse right here. Paul is standing before Felix and Festus and he's on trial. And look what he says in Acts 26 and verse 24. And as he thus spoke for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning do make thee what? Now that's a different word than the other two places I read. The other two places I read there in John chapter 10 and also Acts chapter 12, the word med there is the word maniac. But here in this text tonight, in this verse here in Acts 26, it's the same word that we get our word crazy or craziness from. And uh, so I want to take those places tonight and to back in the psalm where I read tonight. Some said, the psalmist said, I'm forgotten as a dead man out of mind. Out of mind. They told Jesus, said, you're a maniac. Uh, they told the little damsel there that, told them that Peter was at the door. They called her a maniac. They said, you're a man. And here Festus says to Paul here tonight, uh, you're crazy. It's the word crazy is found in this verse. Uh, you've lost your mind. And I'm preaching out on this subject. Why people go crazy? <laughs> I told you you look at me strange when I announced my text. Why people go crazy tonight? Do you realize we're living in a crazy world? I, I, boy, I thought about this when I said it yesterday and today. What a crazy world you and I live in tonight. Now, I'm not talking about people that's got a mental problem. I'm not talking about people that was born with a mental problem. I'm not talking about people that's mentally retarded. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm not talking about people that's got Alzheimer's or people that's got dementia. That's not even in the same ballpark where I'm preaching at tonight. That's not what I'm talking about at all. And by the way, I want to say this tonight. Anybody that would make fun of anybody that's mentally retarded or a mental problem, God has a special place in hell for that crowd. I want to say that again. I said, anybody. You say, why do you say that? Because I have family members, distant family members that our children was born mentally retarded. And I remember down through the years, people making fun of them. If you want to test my sanctification, you let me see you make fun of somebody. And uh, so I want to say, I'm not talking about people like that at all. That's not what I'm preaching on. I'm not talking about those that's mentally disturbed or mentally retarded or dementia or Alzheimer's. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm just simply talking tonight. And again, I'll say this tonight. Anybody that makes fun of anybody like that, God has a special place in hell for that crowd. I promise you that. 
But I'll just say this to you tonight. I'm talking about people going crazy this evening. You say, preacher, you believe there's people in this world that's going crazy. Listen, I don't only believe it, I know it. I'm talking about absolutely have lost their mind. I'm talking about it's absolutely crazy. I'm talking about even in the church world tonight. Uh, there are those that are crazy tonight and those that have lost their mind tonight. And uh, listen, you just, hey, somebody just, somebody just is liable to pull up beside of you, pull a gun out and shoot you as not. We live in a crazy world. And uh, listen, we're living in a demon-possessed world. And the preacher's been dealing with that on Wednesday night. I was following my wife home some time ago from church one night. And I was preaching revival to a certain church. And uh, she came that night and she drove. I was already there. And I was following her home that night. And when I got off the interstate on 77, uh, this crazy truck driver, they don't own the road. If you drive a truck, God bless you, but you don't own the road. Huh? Uh, this crazy truck driver tried to block me from getting in behind my wife. That wasn't a smart thing to do. <laughs> Either his bumper's going to go off from my bumper. That wasn't a smart thing to do. So I, they wasn't a hole, but I made a hole. And, uh, and I got off in front of him. I didn't, do, I didn't cause a problem. I just got off. He seen what I was trying to do, and he wouldn't let me in. So I made him let me in. I go down the ramp, and here comes that idiot right behind me in that 18-wheeler. Pulls right up on my bumper, and lo and behold, the rest of the light's red. And uh, I had my friend beside of me, and I'm not talking about my wife either. And, uh, and uh, that idiot gets out of the truck, walks up the side of my car and starts cussing me out. Uh, I'm glad the light soon changed, because my sanctification was decreasing pretty quick. Uh, here's what I'm saying to you tonight. Uh, you say, preacher, what do you think about it? I think he's a nut. He's a bona fide idiot, anybody would do that. And I'll say this to you now, we're living in that kind of world tonight. He talked about here in this verse tonight, a menace out of his mind. He said, Jesus, you're mad, you're a maniac tonight. That's what the word means, you look it up. Now so there in Acts chapter number 12, the little lady that told him that Peter was at the door, they said, you've lost your mind. You're a maniac, you've lost your mind. And when Peter, or when Paul stood before Festus hour, he said, must learn to make me mad. Uh, it's the word crazy is found in that verse. And I want to say this to you now. We are living in a crazy world. And uh, I, I, you say, preacher, uh, you mean to tell me that? Yes, sir. Why people go crazy tonight? I read this this week. Some of you already knew this. Hmm. 2014, there were 42,700,000 and 73 mental patients in the United States. I want to say that again. In 2014, there were 42, there's that many in Wilkes County, 42,773 mental patients in the United States. In 2017, there was 47,173,000 mental patients in the United States. That's 5,000 more in three years. So it's increasing, it's increasing. Uh, those patients, those mental patients tonight. And 2017, there was 19.8 million people that received help because of a mental problem. That's a, that's a staggering thought tonight. And, and, and again, I'll say that, uh, 2017, not, uh, 19.8 million people have received a mental help in the United States. Boy, this blew me out of the water. One out of every five Americans Somehow or another has to deal with some kind of mental problem. 
He'll say, I don't believe that, go to jail. <laughs> you don't have to go to jail. Uh, one out of five Americans, they tell me, somehow or another, has to deal with some kind of mental Ill- illness. 19% of them are from ages 18 to 25. That's a sobering thought. Did you hear that tonight? Uh, from uh, uh, 18 to 25, 19% of them. Here's another sobering thought. The second leading cause of suicide in this country from ages 10 to 34 is a mental problem. And by the way, a man that takes his own life has got a mental problem. I don't care who he is, you're not in your right brain to do that. And, uh, and by the way, I read this also. One person every 11 minutes in the United States takes their life. Every 11 minutes in the United States, somebody takes their life. They tell me that over half of the, I'm going somewhere with this, over half of the beds in the hospitals in the United States, over half of them somehow or another deals with some kind of mental problem. And I'll just say this to you tonight, it's a real thing tonight. And, uh, and if you don't stay right and keep your mind right and say the word of God, you're not exempt from going crazy, man. You say, Baptist folk don't go crazy. If you believe that, I have ocean front land in Montana I want to sell you. Uh, listen, I'm talking about crazy. I, I said about this when I said about this this week. Did you know the Bible has a lot to say about our mind? Our mind? And by the way, you know what your soul is? We're soul, mind, spirit. We'll try you and be it. Soul, mind, spirit. Uh, and and you, know what you're, you know what you are tonight? Your mind is your soul. I'm looking at Brother Robert, but I don't see Brother Robert. Brother Robert lives in there. All I see tonight is the house that Brother Robert lives in. And uh, Brother Robert is behind them eyeballs. Brother Robert's on the inside. And, and I want to say this to you tonight. Uh, your soul tonight is, is you. It's your mind. It's your will. It's your attitude. It's your spirit. That's your soul tonight. Soul, mind, spirit. Are you listening to me? And I want to say this to you tonight. The Bible has much to say about the mind this evening. Let me just say this before I get to what I want to say. My biggest battle every week is my mind. You say, I'm disappointed in you. Well, if you don't have that problem, won't you sign my Bible? Brother the biggest problem I have every week is with my mind. My biggest and greatest battle that I face every day is my mind. The battle is always ours. And the Bible has much to say about the mind. I'll not take time to read all these, but Deuteronomy 18, it talks about the desire of the mind. The Bible talks about in 1 Chronicles 28, the will of the mind. The Bible talks about in Proverbs chapter number 21, the wicked mind. The Bible talks about in Mark chapter number 5, the right mind. Mark chapter number 12, it talks about all the mind. The Bible talks about in Acts 17, a ready mind, readiness of mind. Romans chapter number one, it talks about a, uh, it talks about a, 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 re, a reprobate mind. Acts, uh, Romans chapter eight, it talks about a carnal mind. Romans chapter 12, it talks about a renewed mind. Second Corinthians 13, it talks about one mind. Uh, Colossians chapter three tonight, talks about a humble mind. And I'll tell you something tonight, whether you realize it or not, everybody in this room has a problem with that. Your mind will lie you. How your mind will tell you things that's not true. Why does people go crazy? Uh, I've been preaching a long time. 
And I will tell you, I've seen some stuff that's absolutely unreal that I would have never, ever thought would have ever happened. Let me tell you something now. When you get out of the will of God, you're subject to do anything. Can I say this tonight? I don't want people at jail hear me say this. Everybody just about I meet in jail saved. That's what they say. That's what they say. But the truth of the matter is some of them is saved. There is some of them really is saved. But they got messed up. They got the wrong crowd. They got their mind at the wrong place tonight. And by the way, you're just one decision from the jailhouse. Just one. And I'll say to you now, the battle of the mind tonight. Every week of my life, I have to put up with my mind and I have to discipline my mind and keep my mind on God. Are you listening? Why does people go crazy? I'll say number one, first of all, and look back in Psalm chapter 31. The Bible says in verse four, pull me out of the net that thou hast laid privately did you know the devil's got a net laid for you tonight? I'm preaching good, are y'all? I said the devil's got a net laid for you in your home tonight. And I'll say first of all tonight, uh, people go crazy because of the adversary of the mind. The adversary of the mind. He's got a net laid for you. He's got a trap laid for you. If you're in here and you're a trapper tonight and you go trapping trap animals, they cover those nets up with leaves and things and they don't even realize it. The animal doesn't realize he's caught till he sits in that net and then he's caught whatever the situation may be. And I'll say to you now, the adversary of our mind tonight, he's got a net laid for you this evening. And if you don't stay real close to God and I don't stay real close to God, we'll fall right into the trap of the devil. Are you listening? The adversary of the mind. See, anybody remember this verse? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary of the devil has a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. I'll tell you something about the adversary of our mind tonight. That word adversary simply means this tonight. It's got many meanings. It means to lie. It means to oppose. Adversary means our arch enemy. And I'll tell you something about the greatest enemy you've got tonight on your mind is the devil. And uh, he is your arch enemy tonight. He will absolutely tell you things that's not true. He'll put things in your mind that's not true tonight. Are, are you hearing me? Bible said be sober. That literally means what it means. You ever seen a drunk man? Sober up. Like Barney and Otis. The governor's coming to town. Hold us back the water. Quit being spiritual, nod your little heads. Look up here. <laughs> huh? It means to sober up. And what he said, you better sober up, man. You've got an adversary. You've got somebody that will lie to you. You've got somebody that will oppose you. Hey, you've got somebody that's your arch enemy this evening. He will absolutely tell you things that's not true. Uh, the Bible said in this verse, Here's a good little outline. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary of the devil is a roaring lion walking about seeking who made devour. He's loud, he's like a lion. He's loose, he's walking about. He's looking, he's seeking. Pretty good outline. And may I say to you tonight, listen to me, the adversary, why does people go crazy? Because we have an adversary tonight. And his job, listen to this verse right here, Colossians chapter number one and verse 21. 
And you that were sometime alienated enemies in your mind by the wicked works, enemies in your mind, Colossians chapter 1 verse 21, enemies in your mind by the wicked works, listen to me now, you have an enemy this evening. He'll put things in your mind that's not true. And if you listen to him, you'll go crazy. If you listen to him, you won't think right. Be sober. Don't listen. Don't listen to him. Did you know a drunk man doesn't think right? A drunk man, well, they, are y'all with me? They'll attempt anything. They, listen, and I will say to you now, that's what Peter said to you and I, we got an adversary of our mind tonight. Sober up with the devil. He's not some little Siamese cat. He's a cat. He's a roaring lion. And he's seeking whom he made of earth. Oh my, hear me tonight. The because tonight, because our people go crazy is because we've got an adversary, the devil, this evening. There's nothing good about the devil. He, I'm telling you, he's always that old sly devil up to whatever he can to deceive you. I, I say we go, people go crazy because they have an adversary. But then I'll say number two real quick tonight. Not only people go crazy because the adversary of the mind, but then there's the attack of the mind. The attack of the mind. Listen to this verse. Bible said in 2 Corinthians, y'all write these verses down. 2 Corinthians chapter four and verse number four. And whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, whose image of God should shine unto them. The God of this world, the attack of the, of the mind. The God of this world has blinded those minds. Brother Robert, I have talked to people that I want to get a hold of and just shake them. Literally, I want to shake them out of their shoes. You say, you're not a very compassionate preacher. I'm a very compassionate preacher. I didn't want to see them mess their life up. I didn't want to see them mess their home up. I, I didn't want to see them mess their future up. Young people, the devil wouldn't like nothing any better than mess your life up right now. And you have scars all your life. Are you hearing me preach tonight? And I'll say, mom and dad, it's the same thing you and I tonight. Hey, the attack of the enemy. I'm just telling you this evening, and whom the God of this world, he blinds, he tells you things that's not true. He'll blind you to what it is. He'll blind you to that. Are you listening to me? Oh, listen to me now. How sad. Nobody knows what I'm getting ready to say but another preacher. My last church I pastored, the last several years I pastored there, I would hide between 10 minutes after 10 on Sunday morning to 11 o'clock. We had a nice prophet chamber and I'd always go up into the prophet's chamber away from every class, away from everybody. Because you've always got this crowd coming in and they're going to tell you everything that went wrong that week. They're going to tell you what's wrong with everybody else. And you know what the devil's going to do? He's going to take your mind and stir it up. You're going to have one messed up mind when it comes time to walk the pulpit. Are y'all hearing me? I, I, I just want to say this now. Please don't take it the wrong way. I preach in certain places. I don't go to the prayer rooms. Because in the prayer rooms, everybody in the prayer rooms got the idea how the service ought to go that night. 
And if it don't go the way they think it ought to go, the next night in the prayer room, they discuss why it didn't go that way. I, I, I don't know about missing my mind. Oh, y'all hear me preach tonight. And I'll say this to you tonight. The attack of the mind, they say, oh, my soul. The devil's favorite toy. Look up here and listen to me. The devil, hey, man, hear what I'm getting ready to say. The devil's favorite toy is not some beautiful female. Do I need to go any further with that? You'll say, well, I'll just be honest with you, preacher, the opposite sex don't bother me. It does me. You'll say, I can't believe you said that. It does me. If you're not one of them, it does you too. Uh, are you hearing me tonight? I had a guy told me one time, said he'd go mix bathing with women in the ba- uh, you know, two-piece bathing suits. They wouldn't have enough clothes on to water a shotgun barrel. He said, doesn't bother me a bit. I always thought there's something funny about that guy. I'm going to tell you the devil's favorite toy tonight. It's not that woman in the bikini. It's not that Budweiser. It's not that Miller Lowline. It's not that Juju weed or that shot. That you, that's not the devil's favorite toy. The devil's favorite toy, you've got it. You say, I don't appreciate you saying that. When you don't appreciate it, I'll say it again. You've got it. You've got the devil's favorite toy and you brought it to church tonight. It's right between your eyeballs. Are you hearing what I'm telling you tonight? His biggest toy is your brain. And I want to say to you tonight, the attack on the brain tonight, oh my soul, the devil's biggest toy tonight is my brain tonight. He'll tell me things that's not true. He'll tell me things about my family's not true. He'll tell you things about your family's not true. He'll tell you things about your neighbor's not true. He'll tell, he's a liar. But he's not only a liar, he's a father of it. And I will tell you, if you don't discipline your mind and stay in the word of God and keep your mind going in the right direction, I'm telling you, friend, you'll wind up going crazy one day. Uh, Hear me, hear me well tonight. The attack of the mind tonight, he just, I love Brother Don Collins. I just didn't understand this. I love Brother Don Collins. If you don't like Don Collins, you don't like Jesus. I love Brother Don Collins. He's a wild man. He preached revivals, I think, from my daddy before I got saved. I've been saved 50 years. He's been around a long time. I visited him by the day in a nursing home. Go see him. He's in the, is it Triple C? Go see Brother Don. 406 room, I think. But anyhow. If you ever been anywhere where Don Collins preached revivals, I just, I used to, it used to bother me. But in recent years, I, Brother Jerry, I think I know why he done it. He'd always come in and give me that coat. Give me that coat. He'd always come in 10 minutes after service started. Always after church. He never got there on time. He'd be anywhere, to, am I telling the truth, 10 to 15 minutes after service started. He'll come through the door, top coat in this arm, red Bible in this arm, Come down the aisle, shake hands with everybody. And I'm just thinking to myself, somebody needs to get him a clock. I don't don't think much of his stuff coming in late. But you know what? After preaching across this country a little bit and being in different churches, I don't much blame him. Because when you get in the parking lot here, they'll come like a bunch of vultures. And boy, they'll fill your mind. I know y'all don't know what I'm talking about. The attack of the mind tonight. Listen to me tonight. The attack, the adversary of the mind, but the attack of the mind. Oh my, I, I, I love this verse right here. I, I love this verse. The Bible said in Mark chapter number five, when that Gadarean maniac found the Lord and got saved, when Jesus come to it and he got saved, the Bible said, 
that he had clothes on and was in his right mind. Hello? Does that indicate if you don't wear clothes, maybe there's... I'm moving. Are you listening to me? Hey, the Bible said that he was clothed in his right mind. And I'll say to you now, the attack of the mind tonight, the battle every day is our mind. The battle that we have, it's every day. Listen to me tonight. You'll come to Amazing Grace Baptist Church and sit down in here in the service and if you don't watch it sometime during church, he'll jump on your mind. I've been sitting in church before I'd want to slap myself. And the reason for that is, I where in God's name did that thought come from? Where in the world did that come from? You say, well, preacher, it doesn't affect me that way. Again, I want you to sign my Bible. I mean, right in the church house. I woke up in the middle of the night after dreaming. I shouldn't go there. And I said, where in the, I've, t- I've been saved 50 years and I'd get to dream about something I'd done before I got saved. I, 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 y'all better hear me preach tonight. The biggest enemy you've got tonight, your brain and the devil will put things in. It's not true. The attack, the attack, right in the middle of a church service. Let me give you some good scripture. I'm not gonna read it, I don't have time. Matthew chapter number, Matthew chapter number, 13, verse 24 through 30. The good man come and sowed the good seed and it fell on good ground. And guess what the enemy done? The enemy come in and sowed tares among the wheat and stole away the good seed. Right in a church service. I'm talking about the attack to the mind. Nod your little heads. I feel like a long ranger up here. Right in the middle of the service when the good seed of the word of God is being sowed. Boy, the devil come in. Oh, yes, he will. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, hear me tonight. That's why it's so very important to pray and keep your mind on God. Oh, the attack of the mind this evening. He attacks three ways, three or four ways. Number one, he attacks through deception. Right in the church house through deception. You know what the devil will tell you? The devil will tell you while the preacher's preaching. Well, he's preaching straight to me. Well, the truth of the matter is the devil may have told the truth. <laughs> but nobody told him. Hey, somebody a lot bigger than the devil told him what was going on. <laughs> Man, I went to church before and absolutely, before the preacher didn't get done with his introduction, absolutely cleaned my clock. I was embarrassed. Who's been talking to him? Who tweeted him? This for the tweeting days. I don't know what tweeting is. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Deception. He'll work on your mind through to say, hey, while you're sitting there and the preacher's taking your hide off, you think he's mad at you. Number one, he's not mad at you. Number two, nobody's talked to him. The Holy Ghost knows. I'm preaching good. Are y'all hearing me? He, hey, I'm telling you. By the way, you'll be sitting right in the church service. You don't watch it because so-and-so don't speak to you. You know what the devil will tell you? Right in church, you know what he'll tell you? Well, who licked the bed off their candy? Well, honey, they may be having a bad day. Are you listening? 
Had a guy come up to me at church one time. He said, preacher, tell, won't you tell them young preachers over there at the church to shake my hand? I said, well, Lord, did you shake their hand? He said, well, no. That's a two-way street, by the way. Men that has friends must. That's right. And I'll tell you something. Listen, the, uh, the, uh, he attacks through deception. Uh, he'll, he'll tell you things about your Sunday school teacher is not true. Uh, he'll tell you things about another member is not true. He'll tell you things about the pastor is not true. Are, are y'all hearing me preach tonight? The attack, the attack. He does it through deception. Number two, he does it through distraction. I'm of the opinion nobody in church needs a cell phone. That really went over good, so I'm going to say her again. In church. You ain't that important. Your name ain't Trump. <laughs> that drives me crazy. I, at Northwood, I know this on the internet, but it's truth. At Northwood, we lost half of our bus ministry over cell phones. There's time we run 200 on buses. 150. There was time to run over 200. And them youngins would bring them cell phones in there and sit there and watch stuff on the cell phone while I'm, that ain't going to happen. You say, well, they'll get mad and not come back. Well, if that's why they're coming, they're coming for the wrong reason to start with. Huh? And by the way, you mamas and daddies need such the right example. So I'll be glad our pastor gets back. I'll be gone Sunday. I won't be here. But listen, I'm that distraction. How true that is to that distraction. You'd be shocked what they're watching in church. A cell phone getting a thing in the world but a computer in your hand. Come on, all this. Hey, I'm talking about distraction. You know, babies crying sometimes is a distraction. Babies are going to cry. That's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not blaming babies. I'm not blaming them. I preach in places they don't believe in nurseries. And, and they're of the opinion that the preacher can't preach over a crying baby. He ain't much of a preacher. I want to take your mom and daddy's outside and teach them a lesson. I, ain't nothing wrong with the youngins. I'm in trouble. <laughs> are, are y'all distraction? I, I'm talking about how the devil attacks your mind. Distraction. Uh, well, uh, well, so, so, talk. that's a distraction. Uh, are you hearing me this evening? Oh, my soul. I, distract. <laughs> this is a great church. Y'all just don't see what I see. I go places, and dear Lord, I have people come to the bathroom two or three times while I'm preaching. I don't preach for 35 minutes. <laughs> Son, they need a pill. Somebody say Amen. Something wrong with anybody who has to go to the bathroom that much. Now, if you have to go, dear Lord, don't. <laughs> hey, preacher, you'll never let me preach again, but listen to me. I'm talking about the attack to the mind. He, he attacks through distraction. He attacks through uh, uh, deception. He'll tell you things that's not true. He'll tell you somebody don't like you. He'll tell you somebody don't love you. He'll tell you the preacher's mad at you. Let me tell you something tonight. If you ever have the smallest ideal that somebody or the preacher or a deacon or a teacher is not liking you, if you ever have the smallest ideal, it's your God-given duty to go to that person and say, hey, man, you mad at me? And they're going to look at you and say, have you lost your mind? What's wrong with you? Huh? I'm preaching where we're living. 
I'm talking about the attack of the mind. He attacks through deception. He attacks through uh, disturbance. I, I tell you how the devil attacks on Sunday morning in churches. Through the diet. Starve it! If most folk come to church excited about having church as much as they are getting to the restaurant after church, we'd have an awesome service. You say, I'm hungry. Well, get your sorry carcass up out of the bed early and eat breakfast. Our biggest meal for breakfast is on Sunday morning. I don't like to preach on the empty stomach. If I'm going to get sick preaching, I'm going to get sick for the full. <laughs> Are we listening? That's the truth. That's my wife sitting over there. Here's, here's our schedule. Here's what we do. Uh, we get up early in the morning. I love getting up early in the morning. I get up every morning before she does, make coffee. Uh, if it's cold, I'll go downstairs to build a fire. And the fire gets going good. Coffee's brewed. Channel 8 News is on. Give me a cup of coffee, two cookies. Me and Bella sit down watching the news. Are you listening? But I don't eat breakfast every morning. If I'm eating breakfast most of the time when I eat breakfast, about 10 o'clock. About the same time some of y'all getting up, about 10 or 10.30. I done got a half day's work done then. But that's not the way it does on Sunday. On Sunday morning before we go to church, we eat. And I'm going to tell you why we eat. It's embarrassing to sit over there and have, while the preacher's preaching, my belly sound like a box of bulldog. <laughs> Distraction. You say, preacher, I'm hungry. I want to go. He's preaching after 12. Eat before you come to church. <laughs> I ain't going to get done with this. Why people go crazy? Adversary of the mind, the attack to the mind. Oh, here's a big one. Access. Access to the mind. I don't have my cell phone in here. I'm glad I don't. But on a cell phone, a smartphone, when you put a smartphone in the hands of a redneck, guess what you got? Trouble. But on your computer, my wife's computer, I'll cut it on. I'm going to look up something. Before that thing will go into the, whatever it goes into, there's a password has to be entered. I know her password. Alberta. No, it ain't. I don't know how to spell that, but anyhow, I know her password. And I'll type in the password and I'll get into the main part of the computer. Did you know you got a password to your brain? Did you know there's only one or two ways into your brain? Y'all look at me, listen to me. I'm talking about access to the mind tonight. Just like there's access, you got to have a code to get in a computer. you got to have a password. That makes me so mad when they update my phone at night and I don't tell them to update it. And then the next morning when you get up, it's all messed up. you got to enter the password to get it back. I don't know what my password is. I got Brother Blake to work on it not long ago and bypass that stupid thing. But I'll tell you, you've got a password to your brain. There, there's a code. You say, preacher, what's the code to our brain? Number one, it's your eye gate. Come here. Your eye gate is your code to your brain. The Bible said that Eve done what? She looked, she lusted, and she took. Uh, the eye gate, mine eye, station three feet to one, mine eye, mine eye affecteth my heart. You know what the psalmist said? The psalmist said, I'll not set no wicked thing before my eyes. Do I need to stop right there? Can I, can I, just, can I just say one thing that gripes me? 
There's a program on TV I like to watch, but I, 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 when I do watch it, I watch it mute. I like Family Feud. But there's a bona fide heathen running it. Why does he have to be ugly and talk ugly? Family Feud. My blood pressure's going up. I've got to get off of that. I'm not going to sit there and listen to that heathen cuss. Family Feud. It's a good little program. I make a hundred every time. <laughs> but you got to put up with his garbage. Now there was a day you wouldn't let somebody cuss in your house. I'm talking about access to the brain. It comes to the eye gate. Don't set anything wicked. Are you listening to me? And by the way, you cannot shelter your children too much. Well, preacher, do you think I ought to let my children have the internet in their bedroom? No, man, what's wrong with you? My Lord, are you, you, listen, surely you, you say my children are good children. A child left to himself will bring his mom and daddy to, shut it! <laughs> preacher will be back Sunday, I'm moving, listen. The eye gate, access to the brain, the eye gate. There's not only the eye gate, then there's the ear gate. Now you get to your brain, not only through the eye, you get to your brain through the ear. And can I just say this real quick and pass, and I'm about done. Ain't nobody going to use my ear for a trash can. Somebody come to me, run down the preacher, the deacon of the church. I say, shut your flapper up. I don't have time for that. That's that's, that's where you get to your brain, right here. You get to your brain right here, right here. I tell you how you get to your brain. Get to your brain through your mind. That has to do what you read. That has to do what you listen to. Are you you listening? It has to do what you meditate on. What you read and what you meditate on. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You get to your mind through your mind. That has to do what you meditate on and read on. You get to your mind through your mouth. That's these law officers about alcohol. That's these law officers about drugs and that stuff they take. Are are you listening to me? That's how you get to your mind. I, I I preached 40 minutes to get to this point and I'm done. You see the, oh boy. You see the adversary of the mind. You see the attack to the mind. You see the access to the mind. But I want to say this in closing. We're not going to go crazy. What's the answer? There's an answer to the mind. There's an answer. We don't have to go crazy. We don't have to go nutty. No. You say, well, I don't know nobody like that. Have you been staying at home not going nowhere? <laughs> huh? Uh, what's the answer tonight? And by the way, can I just say this before I give it to you? The answer is not change. I meet a lot of people in church and they're, they're all upset about something. They feel like the answer to their problem is don't change. Stay, if you're in the right church, stay in the right church. By the way, environment doesn't change. You say, well, if I just get in a different environment, I'll be better. Well, he was in a perfect one. Huh? What's the answer tonight? And by the way, it's not an appeal. And I realize there's folk got nerve trouble, and I realize there's some folk have to take nerve. I'm not throwing rocks at that, but I'm telling you now, it's not in appeal. Matter of fact, that's part of the problem right now. It's not in appeal. You say, preach what's the answer? Number one, confess you got a problem. I got a problem. Look up here and hear me. You're looking at one individual's got a problem tonight. You say, preach, you've been preaching a long time. Yeah, but I got a problem with my brain. Have to watch my brain every day. If I don't watch it, if I don't watch it, I don't watch it. What you program in is what's going to come out. 
That's why you ought to meditate on the right thing. What's the answer? One, confess you got a problem. What's the answer, preacher? I'll tell you what the answer is. Hey, the answer tonight is simply this tonight. Won't help. Won't help. Hey, I want somebody to help me. I want God to help me. I want to have the right mind and think right. Won't help. <laughs> I know of some people that's absolutely going to be disappointed if they don't die. They don't want no help. They want to complain. They glory in their sickness. If you ask them how they are, they'll tell you three hours, they'll tell you. You got to want help, amen. You say, what's the answer? Think on the right things. Think, I'm about done. Think on the right things. Isaiah 26, verse number three. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Boy, isn't that good? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is our everlasting strength that the meditation of my heart, the meditation of my mind be on him. What's the answer, preacher? Think on the right things. What's the answer, preacher? Here's the answer. You've got power over the devil. You don't have to let that happen to you. Preacher, I'm having a terrible problem with my mind. Are you saved? If you're saved, you don't have to let that happen. Tell the devil to go on back to the pit and leave you alone. You say, well, how can I do that? Here's how you do it. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Brother Scotty, I'm about done. Y'all done out Chandler? You don't know if he's done like that, but yeah. Every morning, I get up and I look in that mirror in my bathroom. Son, it's amazing without my shirt on these arms. And <laughs> it's, I, I look in that mirror every morning. And to be honest with you, I am so disappointed. I never dreamed my belt would go out as far as it's gone. <laughs> I'm done, but look at me. I look in that mirror every morning, and I say, Mr. Barker, I'll tell you something. I'm going to tell you what you're going to think today. I'm going to tell you what you're going to watch today. I'm going to tell you what you're going to meditate on today. I'm going to tell you how your mind's going to go today. For God's not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of sound mind. I want you to know this. We're going to control this thing today. God's going to help us. You're going to have a good day. Hello. And it works. And it works. I don't have enough ability, ability within myself to control myself. I've got that old Adamic nature just like you got. All 161 pounds of it. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Boy, it just showed up right there and it lied. Hey, listen, the answer is this. You've got power. Here's the answer. The blood of Christ. That's the answer. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That's the answer. You say, preacher, what's the answer? We got somebody praying for us. Hey, every day our Lord's praying for us. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as we. But he said, Simon, but I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. 
She might not pray for me, but I know who is. My, my pastor may not pray for me, but I know who is. My family may not be praying for me, but I, <laughs> hey, I know who is.